Leadership Broadcast. Together, we'll explore the crossroads of leadership and Christian living. I'm Dr. Stephen Smith, your host and fellow journeyer on this path that we're on. We're going to pursue a purposeful life in each episode. We'll embark on a transformational journey that discusses the timeless principles of leadership that are grounded and firmly established in the wisdom of God's Word. So whether you're a seasoned leader, seeking inspiration, or someone navigating the challenges of everyday life, this broadcast will act as a compass for navigating the intricate dance between leadership excellence and a life that models the greatest leader himself, Jesus Christ. So join me and our guests as we unpack profound insights, we share inspiring stories, we embark on a quest to lead with purpose in every aspect of our lives. This is more than a broadcast. It's a community committed to elevating Christian leadership while embracing the transformational power and the principles of God's word and what he's established for us. So let's dive in together and make a discovery of the extraordinary potential in our lives as it emerges through the leadership and lens of Christian living. So today what I wanted to do is I wanted to start a three-part series. Now this series is going to take us through a Christmas carol. Well, it makes sense because we're in the Christmas season. But what we want to do is we want to take a little bit of time to be able to look at the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. In each of these different areas, it shows us how we can change the way that we think. And you know what? When you change the way that you think, you're going to change your current present values and also where you're going in the future. We might not be able to change our past, but if we look in in a deep way into the way that the things that have actually changed the way that we think about things and the way that we do did things back in our past, we can actually see how those things have framed our current existence. So let's take a look at that. So the ghost of Christmas past took Scrooge back in time and he took him to a couple of different places. He had a relationship with a woman who refused his his proposal because he was more focused on money than on her, which kind of makes sense. And we can see that all the different decisions that he made were all negative decisions. Now, these decisions led to a really poor life that he was living. He had no friends. He had no one that cared about him. He had no one that thought the way that he did. And it was all framed on the way that he had thought in the past. You know, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. If we focus in on this scripture, we can see that, you know what, there are things that have happened in our past that we really think have shaped us and totally ruined our lives. And if those things hadn't happened, boy, would we really be straightened out. But why don't we think about it this way? What if there's one good thing out of the bad things that have happened in your life in the past, or maybe every time that something bad happened, can't you be grateful that God didn't allow that to happen and instead we moved in a different direction? You know, if we can reframe our past and see how it's all worked together for our good, then why can't we see that our lives right now can change based on the fact that I'm doing something a little bit differently now because I can see that God was working in my life even back then. You know, there are times that I applied for jobs that never really came, came to fruition, but I am so glad that they did, and I don't want to be stuck at some Ivy League school where there's nothing but woke thought and everything that's going out there. I've been able to turn around and see that God has really placed me in the place where I'm at right now because of the great decisions that he's made, maybe not the ones that I've made. But start reframing your past. I think that we can really see this. Let's take a look at a couple of other scriptures that can really help us to see this as we move forward. So one of the greatest examples of this is the life of Joseph. If you think about Joseph and all the things that he went through, you would think that after Joseph's 35 years old, he's sitting up there as the prime minister of Egypt. You know, the only person ahead of him is, is Pharaoh. 
you know, he, he could do just about anything. And he could have taken revenge on all the people who put him into prison. He could have killed people. He could have made people um, miserable. He could have done all these different things because he was in position to do that. But did Joseph do that? He really didn't, did he? He looked back and he saw all the different opportunities that God had taken to train him and lead him and guide him. Think about this simple fact. Joseph was sold by his brothers. He didn't have to be sold by his brothers, but he was. And he ended up in Egypt. He could have taken a trip down to Egypt and say, hey, hey, Pa, I'm going down to spend a little bit of time in Egypt. God could have directed him down there without having to go to slavery and he, into slavery, but yet he did. He went down in slavery and he worked for Potiphar. You know who Potiphar was? Potiphar was the chief guard for Pharaoh. He worked for Pharaoh directly. Do you think that that would have been a great opportunity for him to be able to say, hey, Pharaoh, I got this slave here who really knows what he's doing. He's a great man. He really is well. He could have really pumped up his resume. He didn't have to be put into prison to be able to make, uh, make it up to where Pharaoh was. And yet that's exactly what happened. You know, there are so many different things where our path could have directed us directly into the courts of Pharaoh, and yet we see that, wow, I had to go through all these difficulties before those things happened. What can we do to take a, take a look at those negative things that have happened in our past and really change them and start looking at this in a different way and saying, wait a second, I went through this. I went through A, and this is the result, B. But why, not, why can't the result be C or D or E or F? We might not even see the end result yet, but we know that God does. And we'll talk a lot about this when we talk about the ghost of Christmas present and Christmas future. But the bottom line is, is that there are things that have shaped our lives back in our past that have made us that much better. And we have to look at it that way rather than, well, my past has just held me down. I'm just not smart enough because of my past. That's absolutely incorrect. Your past has prepared you for your future self. And if you can take a look at that and you can implement those tools, nothing can stop you. We really need to understand that. We need to start thinking that way. If I can reframe my thoughts at that point, then I know that I'm going to be able to do the things that I do. You know, I want you to understand this simple fact. Most of the thoughts that we have every day are the same thoughts that we had yesterday. It's about 95% of the time we're thinking the exact same thoughts. You know why your today is the same as your yesterday? because you're thinking the same thoughts. What if you were to change your thoughts? Would you change your life tomorrow? If you were to change your thoughts right now and start imagining things or seeing things in a positive way, how would that change the way that you look at things? You've gotta take this to, to heart and you've gotta understand that the moment that you change your thinking is the moment that you change your life. Your body can only do what your mind tells it to do. So what we want to do is we want to start reframing our past and start telling our body, this is what happened back then. If there may have been a negative thing that went on and we feel very ashamed about it, tell your body to th forget about that and start thinking about the good things that have been produced out of those other things that have happened. You know, you were created for a very specific purpose. And if you're still drawing a breath, that purpose still re resides within you. You know, later on, after Joseph had passed away and Israel had been settled back in the Promised Land and David was writing the Psalms, he wrote this. This is Psalms 105.19. It says, until the time came to fulfill his dream, the Lord tested Joseph's character. You say, no, yeah, well, that sounds good. I mean, we see that Joseph was tested and all those other things, but we have to understand the simple fact that I don't believe that God put Joseph in that spot, and yet God took the spot that Joseph was in and turned that around for a good. God didn't allow these things to happen, but God stood there and equipped Joseph for what he needed to see. We'll see that in the next verse. But in this verse, in Psalms 105, 19, that word tested, you know what it means? It means refined. 
God was literally refining Joseph's character, preparing him for what he was going to be doing to be able to lead the nation of Israel and save the nation of Israel and have them prepared to be able to spend 350 years in Egypt, turn around and then go right into the promised land and take it over and, and fulfill God's perfect will. So what we want to do then is we want to start taking a look at maybe some of these trials in our lives that have kept us back, that we think have held us back. We want to go through this process and we really want to understand this simple fact that if I'm being refined, that if these things that happened, these negative things that happened in my life in the past have happened for a reason, if I believe that they've happened for a reason, then why not take those things, use those things to turn my life around now and start saying, wait a second, this is what God did for me. The moment that I can do that, that's the moment that my life is going to change and it's going to be transformed and I'm going to start seeing a difference the moment that I change the way that I think. Do you see a common theme here? Let's start following that process. You know, even as we journey into the New Testament, we can see that even Stephen noticed that Joseph was perfectly prepared to be able to save the nation of Israel. He had all the tools necessary when he was put into position. How do you think God got those tools into Joseph's hands? It was through the things that he did. If he had not been in Egypt, he had not, had he not been working for Potiphar, had he not been in prison, had he not done all these different things, then we would have seen that Joseph would never have been able to lead Egypt the way that he did. He would have never been able to do the things that, that Pharaoh noticed. Let's take a look at how Stephen framed this. This is Acts 7.10, and it says, And rescued him from all his troubles, and God gave him favor before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom so that Pharaoh appointed him as governor over all of Egypt and put him in charge of all the palace. Do you see what happened here? Pharaoh was able to take Joseph, turn his life around, and because Joseph wasn't bitter, because Joseph came up with the right answers and the right solutions, he could have told Pharaoh right off, he said, you know what, this isn't fair. Now that I'm here, now that I'm standing in front of you, I've been put into prison. It's not fair that that happened. I was sold by my brothers as a slavery. I need you to feel bad for me so that you can go up and attack Israel and go kill those guys. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that Joseph could have done here to try and manipulate the situation, and yet he allowed God to use him to be able to not only transform Egypt, but also transform Jacob and his other 11 brothers and to save that nation and prepare them for great things that God had planned for them. Even though Joseph never saw the end result of, of all of Israel going back into the promised land, he still was 